My dear friends, the woman in this story we know so well is suffering. And she's suffering, experience, the suffering she's experiencing is the experience of shame. I believe that is why she comes to the well at midday. She needs to avoid the other women who would be coming there early in the morning or in the evening to avoid the heat. She's there at the hottest time of the day when no one else would be there. We don't have details about why she's lived with so many men, but the cultural historians would tell us that she was probably a concubine, which in today's parlance would be a sex slave. She is an object used for pleasure. Among women, she would have been scorned and despised, never knowing any real respect or any real humanity. Then one day, she meets Christ. Friends, shame is a sad and ugly secret that eats away at the human heart. It is different from guilt. Shame is a focus on the self. Guilt is a focus on behavior. Guilt says, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Shame says, I am the mistake. So left to itself, shame leads to narcissism. That constant, unending effort to look good because you don't think you're any good. Shame is an epidemic in our culture right now. It keeps us apart. It makes relationships shallow and makes them temporary. Commitment is impossible because it inevitably means you have to be vulnerable and transparent and shame cannot tolerate vulnerability or transparency. It means someone will know my shame. Then one day, she met Jesus Christ. Shame needs three things to grow, secrecy, silence, and judgment. Given any amount of these three things, it will thrive and grow. There is an antidote which is in this story. It is empathy. What will break through the secrecy and the silence and the judgment are two powerful words, and those two powerful words are me too. She met Jesus because she came to the well thirsty. He said to her, me too. Give me a drink. So at that well, the secret life of hers was laid bare. She didn't seem ashamed to be talking. He didn't seem ashamed to be talking to her. And he spoke gently and with great respect to her. At that well, the silence was broken. The silence between God and a sinner living in shame and the creator who made that sinner good. That's how he's made us all good. At that well, there was no hint of judgment. On the contrary, there was understanding and respect, and suddenly she was treated as a person with feelings, hopes, needs, and perhaps a future that was free from shame. Someone wanted something from her that did not leave her feeling like a toy or used. Something to be tossed around. And all Christ wanted was her faith. He wanted her to trust in the exchange for living water 
which in John's Gospel is a reminder to us of baptism. He would take her shame upon himself, die naked on the cross, so that she could go free. And finally knowing that in God's heart, in God's heart, she was good. In all of that conversation at the well, there are two words spoken that I, I think get really to the heart of the matter. Those two words are, if only. Perhaps this weekend we need to hear them again and let them sink in more deeply into our souls. If only we knew how much God cares for us and thirsts for us. If only we could believe that we are good. We could begin to live daringly and boldly, joyfully and confidently. In the sure hope that God knows that there is so much more to us than how we look, how much money we make, what our job is. At that well, someone was able to see into her secret being and into that part of her which longed for true love, which is pure and innocent, thirsting to be seen as a person, not as an object. She, like all of us, deeply wounded by broken relationships, broken promises, broken dreams, it does not do us much good to be loved for being perfect, dear brothers and sisters. We need to be loved and accepted as the sinners, the people that we are. Only the person who has experienced this kind of love can know what it is. Being loved like that gives one surprising energy, surprising courage. It puts us in touch with our true nature. And to touch our true nature is a kind of homecoming that brings us peace. 